Hey, you made it to the bonus episode. Welcome. Today, my interview with Katerina is like everything that we all needed. I hear this all the time. I really want to travel, but that's not possible with the work that I do. I can't figure out how I could do that. And here we're talking to live and in person, well, on a Zoom and over the computer because she's in Northern England living right now. But we're talking to Katerina and she is someone who picks up her life a lot and travels and takes in new cultures and learns and expands her creativity as a result of all that movement. And so she actually specializes in helping people to travel and make their creative endeavors successful while they're exploring the world. Wow. And guess what? She has her own podcast on the subject called Creators Abroad. And she's shedding all the light on how to make traveling and career happen today. And even challenging some of the mindsets that we get into that hold us back from exploring this option. She's such a great example of how to live this way. And I'm so excited for you to take in this interview today. It's everything that you didn't know you needed. But if you've been putting off traveling because of your career, I am here to tell you it's possible. If you want to travel, if you want to see the world, it's possible. And I am now an active listener of Katarina's because I need to know how people do this so that I can go do it too. And so can you. Let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey, welcome. You made it to the bonus episode. You're amazing. That means you're like an extra special listener. And there is a prize for that. So make sure that you show up for all of these episodes. We give prizes once a month. No, we absolutely don't. But I do have my favorite listeners. And if you want to be one of those, I can't tell you even how to do that. But listening to the show helps for the grading that doesn't actually happen. Okay, but that's not why we're all here. Today we are talking to Katerina, who is like an expert on 
traveling the world as a creative. And I think this conversation is really important because I hear this, I think this is like one of the top things that I hear from people with the work that I do is like, if I could do anything, I would just travel everywhere. And the hows of how you do that is super complicated, but guess what? We found an expert to talk about that today. So that's why Katerina is here. And Katerina, go ahead and introduce us to you and all the things that we should know. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Hannah. I love your podcast. It's so much fun to listen to and so enlightening. And I was thinking about how I should introduce or how I should introduce what I've recently launched. And I thought I'd just start with the podcast because that's where it kind of just grew from. And last year, so your podcast called The Death of a dream and that resonates very very much with me because I've had so many dreams and there have been so many deaths of those dreams um, and then one of those was kind of going between this being a creative can I be a creative can I more specifically a writer can I make a living as a writer and always having the dream but just never going into that and just like keeping it in my heart, not really sharing it too much because I didn't want it to die, <laughs> but it was kind of slowly dying. And this is something that I realized more specifically when I became a teacher in the UK where I moved to a couple of years ago, five years ago, and that teaching post that I took on, and maybe we'll discuss a little bit or touch on that later on, but that teaching post really, really took everything out of me. There were a lot of rewards, but there were a lot of stresses. There was so much work and so much emotional engagement. And I was just like, I couldn't write. I couldn't, I, I had a blog at that stage. Couldn't do that, couldn't do photography, nothing. So I quit and I started a podcast, <laughs> not really knowing anything about podcasts, only that I love them. Um, well, not all of them, but the, the good ones like yours. Um, <laughs> and then, and then um, yeah, so I started one just for the sake of it. I had a business plan and everything. I've scrapped that business plan now. And what I found was I thought I wanted to do a podcast about business, <laughs> entrepreneurship. And as interesting as that is, I'm not actually a business person. I've never studied it. I've never had my own business until now. Um, so I discovered maybe that's not the best idea. But what I do know a lot about is being a creative, a struggling one, but I'm getting there. I'm making something. I've now just put my like head down and decided I'm going to make this work. And secondly, I've traveled a lot. <laughs> I'm moving from one country to the other, from town to town. So there were a couple of things I knew and a couple of things I wanted to share with the world. So I rebranded to Creators Abroad and that's where I am now. Oh, I love that. Um, what, what do you think it is with people having this craving for travel or change or like change of scenery? What, what do you think holds people back from taking that next step? Um, what do you think that is? I think because I hear this so much <laughs> so many people have told me we're looking at going to xyz country and um, then they changed this country now and these are the reasons because of 
And these are the reasons why they won't go to, for example, the UK because of the weather, but then they just never do it. So they never go through with it. And I think this connects to your question. Why do people have this desire for not, not always adventure, but just a change, something better, you know, the grass is greener on the other side feeling, and then just don't do it because they realize they have to actually then do everything they've already done in a foreign country where there isn't necessarily family two blocks down the road or family close by at least where you can't just pick up a phone and be like crying to your I don't know your mom or your dad or whoever it is you go to for support or you really have no one and like I know it's very easy with internet and so forth to stay in touch with people but it's not the same I don't know if anyone thinks it's the same still I don't know if anyone's realized after last what happened in 2020 that actual human contact and just seeing somebody over a computer screen or facetiming someone it's not entirely the same thing so I think people realize this is what's going to happen and that's one aspect and then the practicality of it having to sell your house having to sell your car having to <laughs> pack your life up into boxes and then you realize you can't take everything and you have to like, get rid of a lot of the things. Um, then they think, well, maybe we can just buy a plane ticket and go for a holiday and then we come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the easier answer, right? Yeah. Like maybe we don't have to change everything, but I think yeah. a lot of people want to regardless. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely. Like, just change and keep changing and, I think the network piece is a huge portion, um, you know, finding a new network or almost a new physical family, wherever you relocate to is definitely a challenge or a new opportunity. Cause I like mm -hmm. to look at it as you have a whole new group of people that you could find that you would have never had access to if you had stayed in the same place. So how do you, help people through establishing a new network in new places or how have you established a new network all the times that you have moved? I never consciously thought about this when I went to a new place. I think I just did it and it's only now that I've got the podcast and well it's just a production agency linked to it but the podcast in particular which is really to kind of establish that support network for people abroad so that they don't have to go looking around and wondering mm -hmm. and so forth. And also to give them ideas of where to go. And this is something I've discovered with time and I had to now start pinpointing would be especially going out. That's number one, going out, going to coffee shops, restaurants and talking to the owners this is what i did when i went um moved to the uk i started a blog and then i just went to these coffee shops and just were like i have a blog i want to do something on your blog on your coffee shop mm -hmm. and then they're actually like very taken aback because you know like you're it's all new to you for them and the people around them it's just like you know normal so they're kind of surprised when you're showing interest in something that you find very different so that's one way and if you're not like somebody who just, you know, like can do a blog article or so forth, you can also look for things like, I don't know, gym sessions and 
it's one thing I did for a while, but this was because I had to teach Spanish. I just attended Spanish classes. Um, but the idea is not to be afraid to go out there and start talking to people and being yourself and not worrying about the fact that you perhaps look a bit different or you speak differently because I mean, where I am, I'm in the North of England. So there is quite a, a different, a, they're very con conscious of people who are not from the area, not in a bad way, but it's quite an important thing. Like, Oh, where are you from? I don't recognize your accent. Where are you from? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And then you're like, uh, yeah. So I would say that's one big thing. And then another thing, and I just did a podcast recently with a filmmaker turned scuba diver turned, he's now got some kind of coaching program for people with Parkinson's. And we spoke about one thing and one thing only, how can exercise just the physical activity of going out, running, cycling, doing that kind of thing, actually help you start integrating into a foreign community. And that's, and my other, I would say, like a second thing that I definitely found. Uh, and you don't think about it, but like first thing I do, even when I travel, is just go for a walk, work out a running route, do that every morning, early in the morning. You have to get over like some of your, you know, not being too self-conscious and just going out there and not caring if people look at you funny because you don't, you know, once again, <laughs> you're perhaps not doing the thing there regarding as normal, or maybe you just don't look like them and so forth. But I would say those are the top things um, that's helped me. And then of course, having a podcast or just getting involved in the things that you're interested in, because not everyone is, would be interested in, you know, podcasting, blogging, or one of those, but maybe there's something else you really enjoy. Uh, I don't know, pay art class, <laughs> you know, discover something that you, you can be passionate about and then get connected with people in the area who are doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of, and I think Facebook and all social medias have mm -hmm. sort of allowed for more people to connect in more meaningful ways, meaning like you don't have to go walk around the street. You could find art group etc right in your town and you would might have not ever known about it um yeah exactly so there are a lot of resources to find those sorts of things yeah uh so in all of your journeys where all have you lived then and i think worked it's and <laughs> i think it sounds more than it actually is it's just because i always like count in the fact that i never stayed in the same town either so for me, and South Africa is quite a diverse country. So I stayed in two, like the two opposite ends of it. So it's kind of like <laughs> two worlds apart. But um, yeah, so basically I lived in Japan first for a while, went back to South Africa, then went to the other end of South Africa, the nice end, the touristy end, Cape Town. Then back, actually from there I went to France and then back to South Africa, the other end. <laughs> And then from there, I went to the UK. So those are just the, the only places where I've actually lived. But in between, I've traveled a lot just because it's like, I, you know, just normal traveling, not like <laughs> packing everything up and going. But yeah, it's in my blood. Been yeah, doing it I mean, listen, that's a very extensive list. Like you're just like, oh, I haven't even moved to that often. But like that was five times. Um, and like major countries you know not we're not just talking about like 
even here in the states in the united states um you you could move a state and that might not even be that big of change uh but countries that that seems way bigger to me mm -hmm. than like states are different but i would say maybe accents and weather not yeah. like entire policies and procedures and ways of life oh and yes that's so different don't yeah. underestimate that <laughs> right so how do you help i guess help people or how have you overcome some of those changes because i'm sure even in countries you know the top part of a country and the bottom part of a country are drastically different which i'm just learning today so i was today mm -hmm. years old when i learned that um but like how do you adjust to that that's a major adjustment to make in my mind i'd say the first thing is you have to be happy with packing <laughs> packing things and just getting rid of things so i've i live by as little as possible okay i don't always achieve that but having a necessary wardrobe so that i know this is probably not your question but that's the first thing i thought of was just like if i had to move now what would i do and mm -hmm. um, i would have to pack just be ready to pack and get rid of stuff um but then obviously when, once you get there I don't know. I've just suddenly gone off track. What was the question? <laughs> no, that's okay. I do want to come back to the, the packing and sort of this minimalist yeah, yeah. Uh, way of living because I think that's really important and that's a huge thing that probably holds people back from doing something yeah. like this. Um, so I've underlined it. <laughs> but what I was asking you is how do you adjust from those drastic differences or like how do you even learn how to act right in a country. Oh, yes, I'm so sorry, my like, head just goes through all these things because I'm already <laughs> thinking like, if I had to move now, what would I do? Um, no, so it's being very open-minded. That that's the one thing. So once again, it's, I can't even, I have to think about how I did it because it wasn't always a conscious thing to be like, okay, I'm not going to get upset. I'm just going to accept that this is the way things are. I, I just kind of like, just went with it. And that's the kind of person I am. So, I mean, one story, it's not related to me moving, but it does show a little bit how I deal with very stressful and um, like uncertain situations is that um, actually just when I got back from Japan, my because my parents are like serial travelers, um, they already organized for us to just like go to Mexico for a bit. Uh, but there was a problem with I can't remember something visas. Visas are like a nightmare when you have to go from one place to the other, depending on your nationality as well. But yeah, so there was a problem and we couldn't actually, it was me, my sister and I, we couldn't actually get on the plane with my parents. So they put us on a different plane to Spain to then go from Spain to Mexico. Cause the thing was, we couldn't go through um, America, uh, you know, Northern America, but then we got to Spain and there was some kind of issue and we couldn't actually get on the plane. We couldn't go through border control. Mm. Like we, we were in limbo in transit and we couldn't get on our plane. So we missed it. And they only have one, one plane every 
three days that go to Mexico from um, the, the airport in Madrid. So we had absolutely nowhere to go. We were on this airport. They were very strict, like we, we couldn't speak the language. We, there was a very heavy language barrier. And I just kind of went like, all right, so we're just gonna have to start contacting people, start figuring something else. We can at most go to London because we're allowed to go there. But other than that, we're just gonna have to try and figure out a, uh, to get a flight to Mexico because that's the only way out. Either that or go back to South Africa. And it was just like, I can't remember panicking a lot. I was just kind of like going with it. Okay, the Spanish person is getting quite upset because she's not understanding me. I'm not understanding her. Um, and I have absolutely no resource. I can't phone anybody and I'm just trying to get some help. But just stay calm and then just try different avenues until you get something sorted and by some miracle we did sleep on the, uh, the airport for like two nights managed to get a flight to london and back and then a flight somehow i don't even know to this day how it happened to mexico but the idea was if you go into freeze mode and you just all of a sudden i can't talk i can't speak the language i can't understand her and if you don't use body language to kind of express and show different feelings and maybe like oh, I'm really like I really need your help I really need your help <laughs> then they kind of start understanding okay this person really needs my help <laughs> maybe I should try and help them you know um if you don't stay calm you can't go into that mode and I think that's kind of like what helped me in many of the other situations like in Japan in France whenever something happened and I was like what's going on I don't understand what's going on or there's some kind of um clash cultural clash or just a, a clash because they're like and this happens everywhere there's like oh it's a foreigner they don't know how things work so we're not going to necessarily be as polite or whatever it might be and this is not france per se it happened like i say everywhere the thing is to just stay calm accept it and accept that it's not always something to do with you and then just actually always being polite and always being helpful from your side that gets you through the most of it and before you know it you've got you've made those connections and you're you're okay <laughs> right yeah I mean that's just a huge mindset shift that you would have to make in order to be able to do something like this because you're mm -hmm. you know even if you're not bouncing around country to country even if you're going state to state or you're I don't know what you want to do. Sheesh, there's a bunch of people that listen to this. Whatever, whatever you're going to do, you have to have this idea that you don't know everything and that people generally aren't trying to hurt you. Um, so it's just like finding that understanding. And I like how you said, like just going until you get the answer you need, like tapping in on those resources and figuring it out. But at the end of the day, just not freezing yeah not freezing and not getting upset mm -hmm. yeah that's... easy to get upset <laughs> right yeah i i would imagine once you are, have language barriers and all those things i would imagine that's just it goes downhill very quickly from both sides mm. yes so you talked about having less stuff living with less this is sort of a hard concept for us American people 
to understand we are like the land of plenty plus some. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's sort of our calling card. I'll call us out. All of us. We love things. And in order to do this, I heard you say you have to, you have to just get rid of things. Have you always just had less? Because it sounds like your parents traveled and you, you picked up and moved a lot. Not sure if that happened in your childhood, but have you always just lived with a little bit less or was this something you had to teach yourself? It's definitely something I had to teach myself and it just with my lifestyle, it became a necessity and then it became a natural being just the way I am. Uh, and just on minimalism, because I'm a big fan of his YouTube channel. So I'm going to recommend it in the back, like just because the topic popped up. Matt Davila, De, De have you heard? I always mispronounce his surname. I do apologize, but he's an American minimalist right. and he's got an amazing YouTube channel. So a lot of my like thinking has indirectly been influenced with time and what he's done. And he's also got the Netflix film minimalism. And that was not like a promotional thing. I just really like his stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I with you. It, it yeah. is like you have to learn it from somewhere. And there are so mm -hmm. many beautiful and free resources out there to learn these sorts of things. So sitting here and saying like, oh, I could never travel. I could never get rid of my stuff. There's plenty of ways to learn how to yeah. do that, how to reasonably do that. Um, on my show, I know in season one, maybe at the end of season one, we, I personally had to just minimize stuff because my stuff was owning me and yeah. like I wanted to build and do bigger things, but I was working full time and I had kids and managing stuff took all of my spare time. And so we had to just cut back yeah. and um, leaned on similar resources to yes. figure out how to do that. But gosh, it's, it's amazing how freeing it is too. Yeah. But so pre Matta Villa, pre traveling too much, um, my childhood was actually filled with a bunch of stuff. I love things, <laughs> clothes and trinkets. <laughs> I was a, I actually had a display cabinet in my room and guess what I was, I collected in there and everything my parents brought back from different countries. It was filled with little dolls and China and I don't know what fans, all these different cultural things. And that was still fine because I could leave all of it and go. But then I realized when I made a final, final move, because it was going to be that they, they weren't going to necessarily have the house, like my childhood home anymore. So I had to actually now say, well, all of this needs to go, everything in my room. I can't just keep it all there. And I think it's from that point onwards when I had to like really clear out my childhood home and knowing that there's no place to return. <laughs> very, very final. Um, that I just thought, well, have what I need. Don't need that many clothes. I still have too much. Um, a couple of books. I never reread them. I love books, but I never reread them. So the, the ones you really just feel very, very attached to. And then the other thing, and anybody who actually visits 
my home will be surprised by how little there is in it because I just don't need that much like just the bare minimum like just a sofa just a, a dining table I don't need loads of chairs and all these kind of things because the idea is the moment I decide to go to the next place or when you have to move again you have to get rid of it all like traveling furniture or sending furniture overseas is going to turn out more expensive than actually rebuying it and it's more of a schlep so my like kind of my take on it is you buy cheaper or not as expensive you're not going to go for the very very refined wooden bed frame <laughs> although that is kind of what we did but we we realized our mistake but yeah something that you won't feel too sorry about um actually then getting rid of and then just going where you need to go so yes definitely and i've become as i grew older and realized that i don't really need 10 sets of you know plates or whatever it might be that you really like <laughs> cups or just loads and loads of books or whatever it is i don't need them i don't use them why do i want to clutter my life so i've got a very much now if it clutters if it's not something i use i don't want it in my space i just i need i want what i need what, what fulfills me i don't want the stuff yeah i i'm with you actually we have um next week i think i'm doing a podcast with a minimalist clothing designer um and she that'll be a really interesting podcast about her whole concept behind it is like like why are we filling our closets with all this stuff and and very much like an environmentalist with her approach as well like yeah. why clothing the clothing industry is one of the most highly toxic industries mm -hmm. to the environment and like if we can eliminate any of that and so all of her pieces are like multi-way refunctional so a shirt that you could wear four different ways so you only have mm -hmm. one shirt versus four shirts and yeah. yeah but a very interesting concept tonight that would probably be a great way to pack and travel as well you know having yeah. pieces that are multi-functioning but i i think Minimalism is, is even if you're not traveling, and I always say like, you don't have to be a white t-shirt minimalist to still appreciate the movement, like yeah. still adopt some of the things that you can apply because it, it really simplifies your life a lot. And yeah. Yeah. Definitely so, doesn't mean you only have one set of clothes, <laughs> no furniture whatsoever, maybe one cup, one plate. It's not that. Right. Like I yeah. just have things that I really, really love. That's what I like to focus on. Like, and if I have a shirt that I really love and I get to wear it more, um, but I also know when things get worn out, whereas before I just wouldn't know because, you know, I'd wear it once a year. And so I actually probably get to get more clothes than less because I actually wear them out faster because I'm actually wearing them or mm -hmm. all the things. Anyways, it's like totally off subject, but it's important because it really makes you mobile. Yep, that's the key thing. For me, it's mobility and even just mobility in life. Yeah, yeah, 
turn of you don't want those extra weights <laughs> life is heavy enough as it is yeah and it frees you to go to the coffee shop you know hmm. to go get outside of your house because you're not under piles and piles of laundry every day and hmm. um you're not managing stuff with your free time so talk to me a little bit about how how people like build a creative business that can kind of travel with them. Um, obviously, that's going to be different for everyone, but there are really cool benefits to being a creative and traveling. Um, just when you think of inspiration and different things like that, spaces can make such a big difference. Anytime that I want to write or think, I like to go to the mountains um, just to kind of free up my mind and, you know, just think bigger, I guess. But talk to me about that and creatives and how much travel can actually impact your creative creativity. Loads. It's underestimated and underinvestigated. Mm -hmm. And what, how I actually realized this was when I still had the previous podcast. So before I explain that, like two important things that you mentioned is like your surroundings, both outside and inside, how you're feeling inside. Those two things are key things when it comes to sparking your creativity and being able to express that in new ways in whatever medium you choose. So that's why when you feel very down, it's very hard sometimes to get your work done, depending on how you feel. Sometimes that feeling of depression or loneliness can actually inspire it, but the same way with your surroundings. If you're always just in the same space, like if I, I do so much better just by going out for a run um, and just getting a different kind of environment and the same goes for going to a completely different environment, immediately so many new ideas come up now on that how does travel actually inspire us make us better creatives because believe it or not it does of course if you don't like traveling don't listen to me but yes if traveling is something you enjoy and you actually enjoy discovering new places talking to new people what i found when i did my previous podcast was that the the entrepreneurs that I interviewed and I focused on local entrepreneurs, people who are in my immediate surroundings and the small businesses they came up with. And what I found out was the ones who were like getting ahead quite quickly and really making a difference in the sense that they're setting up this business nobody else thought was going to work. Like for example, a filmmaker business for uh, corporates but with like a very creative vlogging style is that they've all traveled they've all lived somewhere else for a while they've all had to work within a different culture and adapted and seen how that culture does their things you know operate and then they came back to where they came where they originally come from and suddenly they've got all these new ideas and new ways of working and they implemented it and it's successful so even if you don't necessarily go back to where you originally came from, just the very act of traveling and of putting yourself out there. So if you're not going to do that, if you're just going to go to a new place and you're going to be inside your home, drinking your coffee, typing on your laptop, whatever it is, doing an email to somebody you know very well, you're not actually talking to new people, that's not going to happen. But if you are and you're engaging, 
then you're going to be surprised by how much that's going to not only give you new business ideas, but relate the creativity to how you can make a living out of it. Mm. And do you find in the places that you go, are you ever just surprised by how truly helpful people are? Because I think that could be a fear too. Like, would people even help me or would they even talk to me? Um, how has that been? How open are people to welcoming you and talking with you? I would say generally, very. You get the odd person who may, might not be as welcoming, but especially here, um, I found that they've been, like once they know that you're just a normal person <laughs> and you just like, you just want to know, you know, what's going on, what's good to know. Um, maybe you need help with something. They're really helpful as well in return. It's very rare that you ever get somebody who just ignores you or reacts strangely. Of course, and this once again, it's in every place that I've gone, even like within South Africa, traveling there, you'll always get some people who might not be as helpful or more focused on, normally people who are just focused on what they want to achieve or they're in a rush or something like that. But I would say generally, if you, as long as you're approaching it from a genuine, um, respectful way, then there won't be any issues. Yeah. Uh, so your podcast is, uh, explain the premise to me a little bit. I know that you just launched the trailer and what, what can we expect from that and what do you plan to help people with when they're thinking about being a creative um, and sort of traveling and, and making that life happen for themselves? Yeah, so it's called Creators Abroad and it's obviously creatives but also content creators. So there's like just a, a, over, a slight overlap there um, and that was more to do with like the internet and naming and websites and stuff. That's the only reason. Um, but the actual premise, so my most recent experience was just packing everything up, arriving in the Northeast of England. So this is what the trailer is. So who am I? That's who I am. Uh, with absolutely like no family in the area, no friends, no job. I like gave up. You have to give up your job if you're going to move country. So yes. Um, and then I just had to make make it work, make a life for myself. So based on that, I interview creators or who have done the same thing. So they've moved from one place to the other and they had to make it work. They, they left a life behind, of course. We all leave something behind there. It's never just a clear cut. Okay, bye. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there's always like a, some difficulty in leaving something and then arriving. There's almost, it's almost, a traumatic experience um, and then having to rebuild everything and then also on top of that because creatives their work is not in general as valued as necessarily other kinds of work and because when you move to a different country there's a lot of pressure on you to be of service to the community to prove that I'm here I'm not from here but I am contributing positively so there's extra pressure on you and 
that's why I interview creatives about how they've done it. How are they actually being a critical creative, you know, impacting their community um, while making a living out of it because they offer so much value, of course. So it's finding out how they do that while, you know, navigating culture, finding opportunities, doing all of those little things, or well, not very little, big things that you have to do when you, you move uh, from one country to another. And then the hope is obviously for people listening to to be able to get ideas on how to find their own opportunities making the move if they haven't moved, made it already like getting that inspiration um, forming connections and then just sparking their imagination getting new ideas even if they're just a creative not having moved yet maybe they get an idea to 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 start their own business and make a living out of it because that's what i fight against i fight against this idea that our work is of no value it is. We just need to believe in ourselves and make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, what could you even imagine a better life than getting to bring something to life that you feel passionate about, that you can work on every day and pick up and take with you when you want, like in the, in the States specifically, I can't speak to any other part of the world, but we're very much like you take two weeks of vacation a year. If, if you actually grant yourself that much time off of work, I would say I'm a recovering um, workaholic and I would usually take a total of two weeks, but I would never take a two week span. Like mm -hmm. it would always be a long weekend, maybe. And you can't really travel or rest or do anything in that short period of time. And I think for a lot of people, basically living on vacation is just like a really huge step, like a big mindset shift that has to happen, um, especially coming from this culture where that's not the norm. The norm is a desk, an office, and a 40-hour work week with barely any vacation. So how do you help people kind of shift into that new way of thinking where it's like, no, you should enjoy your life. Like you should be in a place where you actually like and enjoy being in and talking to people. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure if I'm the right person to be asking this. Um, practically a workaholic but for me it is really because I'm just so passionate about what I do and I don't really like the word passion because it's used overused mm -hmm. but for me it I think that's the the thing they always say if you do what you love as your job it's not going to be work and that's so true but there's a big danger in that because even if you get the chance, especially if you're an actual content creator, which um, I've got experience in all different forms. So blogging, blogging and uh, podcasting. And that is something that if you're in that sphere and that's where your business is, it's quite easy to actually travel around um, if that's what you want to do while maintaining that. But at the same time, it's not really a vacation because there's so much work that goes into keeping that afloat and keeping all the, you know, the, the wheels turning um, at the right time and then finding the balance because you're constantly like, for me, it, I'm now in that state where even like with my production uh, agency, 
I get so like excited about producing shows for other people. Like it's all this kind of the constant flow of ideas and new ideas. And you need to then actually say, well, I need some time out. <laughs> I need to actually go to the beach and just sit there <laughs> and enjoy the, the travel side of it or the new um, cultural aspect side of it. So for me, like even here, I sometimes, it's still like a bit of an adventure, like going to, to say York, which some of your listeners might know um, or have been to or Scotland or something, you know, like it's an adventure, but sometimes you can be so caught up in what you're doing and enjoying it so much that you're not actually doing that, you know, that part. So that's very difficult and it's something I'm working on. So it's not necessarily a very pronounced part of my podcast, but I'm thinking of setting up at least my, uh, one of my social media accounts and definitely my YouTube channel to focus more on the health um, or work-life balance of content creators who obviously they're doing it as a living so they're enjoying their work but they're actually burning themselves out at the same time so yeah. I will focus more on that on some of my other channels yeah yeah because your life the the lines get blurred essentially when yeah, you because that's what happens if you don't have an office it's like <laughs> I'm at work all the time but I don't mind because I love it right but yeah it's kind of dangerous as well yeah. And you do. And even if you're not, you know, in workaholic mode, but just even thinking through loving your life is a hard concept to kind of grasp. Um, because we're kind of taught the opposite. Like you should probably be mostly miserable. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's like the, the start of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where it says like, People are unhappy and the only thing that makes them happy are the moving pieces of paper, meaning money, but somehow the moving pieces of paper doesn't even make them happy. That's a very, very bad quote, by the way, but it's really funny. Read Mitchell Hiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, but that's so true because that's what you're told. Like, you'll mostly be miserable, but on the off chance that you would win the lottery, you'll probably be the happiest yeah. person in the world. And then they even made a show about how those people who won the lottery then turn out miserable because money only makes you more of what you already are. So if you yeah. start miserable, you're going to end miserable no matter what happens. It's yeah. this funny thing. But I think travel is such a great way to enjoy your life because you're, you're changing scenery. So even if you're, you're working, even if you're still working a 40 hour work week and it's normal and you don't find a way to make a travel creative business, even having places, new places to explore can be wildly inspiring and life changing um, and can impact you being miserable. It's amazing how much just like a different brand of trees it wouldn't be a brand species <laughs> of species <trees. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true I wish I could do it though I'm not like that kind of traveling person but yes like the ideal would be but for me it really is about staying in one place for not the whole time but enough so that I, I don't feel like I'm just hopping from one place to the other and I can actually experience the culture for me it is very much about the people 
and how they think and how they do things because once you get those ideas and you adapt them to how you've seen other people do things and how you do things you find a completely new way of operating which is the beauty of travel yeah I, and i think that 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 cannot be stated enough like your approach has to be really open to do something mm -hmm. like this um which we talked about in the beginning but you almost take that as like a a new opportunity to grow and learn which is probably why you stay you know for however long you stay but important that you're learning a lesson wherever you go and learn from the people that you're surrounded by um how have you picked the places that you've lived have it has it just kind of happened or it's mostly opportunity it's just kind of happened so when the opportunity presented itself or like when i saw a chance to move somewhere i just went for it and like from that point onwards all my focus and attention went into i want to make this happen because you have to be determined if you're not you're not going to make that move and then just saying i don't i don't know what's going to happen but i'm going to go and i know i'll be fine so each one of those were um mostly through people i knew or through a university or yeah that's it so yeah. but it's the same now like i i still i constantly look at different ways of getting to different places so it's mostly organizations or at this point it's organizations and jobs gotcha yeah, yeah so for anyone and you're going to have a wealth of people that you find that they've made this their life they move so maybe they move every two weeks and they just that's what they do i was just on a call with a creative and he was like he's been in mexico since april mm -hmm. cave jumping cave diving i don't know something crazy right but like that's what he likes to do and because his business right can run from zoom or he can do he's a content creator as well as i think he runs ads for people he has a media company and he can just pick up and go oh and then his environment just completely changes overnight and he can do that for just months on end just live there and hang out and explore and then i'm guessing that's wildly inspiring to his creative endeavors yes i mean like i said i've not had the opportunity to be that mobile just simply because i've only i th think my approach was more like your thinking in terms of yours um at least before going somewhere else it's like my approach has never been okay um like i said it's two weeks and then i'm off somewhere else but because you can't i think just for me like you can't build that life within that time so it depends on what you want to do if you really just want to you know see the new places while running your business still that's a bit of a different approach or 
your mindset's going to be different. So you might not invest that much in a place that you arrive at because you know you're not necessarily going to be there for more than two months or two weeks or however long you, mm-hmm. you're planning to stay. Um, and that's like, perhaps you won't have that same difficulty because you won't have the time because for anyone who's actually moving or traveling and that's why we travel because we've always got the the initial i don't know what how long they normally say but the honeymoon phase when we're in love with where we are (laughs) and that's true we we think everything's brilliant it takes a while longer for you to realize that it's not that great or for homesickness to start setting in Mm -hmm. so there are different difficulties depending on what you're doing yeah and the inspiration is the same yeah and i think you know no matter how you want to approach this if if travel is the goal no matter what your career is it it the equation is going to look a little bit different per what you do and how Mm -hmm. you have to survive right i mean if you are adding a family to that mix that sort of just increases the level of importance for having good established plan. Um, But everybody goes at it a little bit differently. And I think that's what's really important or what's going to be really important about your podcast is you're going to have so many varying levels of how people do this for an example, for people to go do something like this if they wanted to. How could I? How could I even start to explore this idea? How would it work? And so I think that's going to be really beautiful and important for people as inspiration to go try, maybe. I think for, if this is something that you're serious about, I would definitely say, like, as a child, I had the opportunity to go to loads of different countries. And that, that for me was kind of like the you know, the going from one place to the other, because we literally just stayed for a couple of days in a country and then went off to another one. And that gave me that feeling of what it's like and also the love. And I think that's a good approach maybe to take, if maybe not a couple of days, but like you said, with the person that you interviewed, you've frozen. Nope, there. I oh, think you're still there. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, you just froze. No, you're fine. Um, is to do it on a short-term basis because that's what it is so short-term traveling and that then we're talking about traveling and not necessarily moving country mm-hmm. so you just do that and if you've got that creative business or whatever business you have if it's like a digital agency that you can take with you even better obviously it frees you up to do that and that will tell you because you might actually end up in um, a country whichever country it might be maybe it's thailand and you really like it and you love it and you think, well, I actually want to stay here for a year. Then you can do the settling in and <laughs> maybe go past the honeymoon phase and be like, what on earth have I done? <laughs> um, and then get past that as well. But yeah, so then it becomes a bit more complicated. But for anyone thinking of it, it's probably a good idea just to do that initial, okay, well, I'm going to take a month. I'm going to pick these three locations. I'm going to do my job on, on the go. And then I'll see if I can actually handle all of the stresses just from that, you know, moving about new places, new people, meeting um, and putting my and going out there and, and just meeting new people. So, yeah. And figuring out how to Internet. I don't know if that's super complicated <laughs> other places, but like, how do you connect to the Internet? How the first things. <laughs> right. 
right? Yeah, and fast, fast, fast. <laughs> and this will be, you know, part of the learning curve. And that's why you have to be extremely open and ready to probably ask questions and not have it all figured out and be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely keep that in mind. There are two different approaches to it. And if it's something you want to do, definitely start with just getting a taste. If you can, not everyone can. Um, get a taste for what it is like to stay longer than I would say at least two weeks but more than two weeks a month in a different place and if you can do it if you really like it keep in mind that it doesn't always stay that way just like a marriage <laughs> if you go to a new country and you become I don't know engaged to that country there's going to be a honeymoon phase and then there's not going to be a non-honeymoon phase it happens it's true but then you move past that too. And that's what my podcast is about, helping people through all those different stages. Yeah. And I think, gosh, I'm excited. I'm very excited for this podcast, obviously. Um, but I, I just, I, even in talking to you, I can tell that you're very easygoing and like approachable. And yeah, yeah like, in order to do this, you, you'd have to let your guard down and really explore and talk and be open. Yes, and grow a thick skin. Just don't let anything get to you. <laughs> be willing to sleep on an airport for three nights in a row and be fine with it. <laughs> right, right. There's always something good that can come out of this. Now we've yeah. learned. Um, okay. Well, we have explored a lot. I'm very much looking forward to listening to your podcast and we may have to do follow-up podcasts with you um, as you continue to learn even more on the topic and learn from other people doing this. I, I think it's just wildly exciting to think of who all your guests would be and all the things that they do. Who, who did you say you interviewed or did they interview you recently? Oh, I interviewed um, somebody, well, they used to be a filmmaker, but that didn't work out for them. So then they became a, a professional scuba diver um, or trainer and they've got like a coaching system and scuba diving is by nature a, a travel activity. And their whole idea was to make it a long-term coaching program. So they're traveling all over the world. Well, obviously we're, we're just discounting last year, but yes. Um, last year, they started the coaching program for people with Parkinson's because they couldn't go to gyms, so they had to do that. But anyway, so that was, he was just someone who's got students all over the world, and because of what he does, he travels a lot too. So, and we just spoke about exercise and how important that is for when you travel. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you said, not just how important exercise is yeah. anyways, but also yeah. in forming a community and creating connection yep. with people. That's exactly what we discussed. So, and then if you watch or listen to the trailer, both, I've got both a video and an audio version, you'll just like two minutes, you'll know exactly what the podcast is about. And I mentioned a couple of countries of future guests. I actually dropped one today with Romina Muhammadai who moved from Albania to the States and then basically lost everything and rebuild her life. It's an incredible story. Um, very, very interesting. But yeah, that's the, my first yeah. episode. This is very exciting and, and very inspiring for anyone who has, I just, I hear travel come up a lot as something that 
a lot of us put sort of on this pedestal or this, yeah, someday I'm going to do that. And my fear is we never get there. And I think everybody deserves to have the things that they want um, and they should start making that a priority. And I appreciate that someone is kind of putting together what that could look like to explore that, to try that out. Um, and making an example of people who are actually doing that and how they did that. So I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. And people who are doing it, who've done it, have gone through all the stages, have made a success out of their lives or, well, in most cases, whatever success is, success is one of those words, the undefinable words. Right. <laughs> Let's not use it. Absolutely. But yes, yeah, so that, and then also not over romanticizing the whole idea and just being realistic about what to expect. But at the same time, it is very, very, very exciting. And I'll always be going from place to place. <laughs> right, which is... Just amazing. Um, okay, so we're about finished up here. So if you could just tell us how we get more of you in our feeds or in our, like, where, where do we find you? Okay, so I've got two main places. My website is creatorsabroad.com. You can find all of my links there. If you want to go to a social media page, that would be Instagram. I'm most active there. So at creators.abroad. And I've also got a YouTube channel, which is just Creators Abroad. And that's it. I am active on all the platforms and you can, any questions whatsoever, if you're interested in listening to the podcast, you can get in touch. I will help you. Um, I'm very approachable, <laughs> like you mentioned, Hannah. <laughs> and then if you just want to listen, like I said, go to my website. You'll find all the links to the podcast, to the YouTube channel, to my socials. And at, at the end of this show, you can check out the links. We'll have those on um, the show notes. So if you didn't just record all of that in your brain or go automatically to her socials, you'll find all of it there. So thank you so much, Katerina, for being here today and talking with us on this very important subject of travel and life and doing what you want. Like, come on. I love it. I know. It's like the ideal. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Anna. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I'm very excited to listen in and to all of you listening out there, if travel is on your list, here is a perfect example of someone who has made that a priority in their life and found a way to do that. And she'll have even more examples of that on her podcast. So be sure to check that out and check out the show notes here to explore and discover all of that goodness. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. Um, and you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.